0: This is the BBC.
1: This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK.
2: BBC Sounds.
1: Music, radio, podcasts.
3: Hello, I'm Mark Wood. Welcome to the TMS Podcast at the Cricket World
0: Cup.
4: Straight towards Stokes it takes an incredible...
0: have going back, catches it! Kevin O'Brien from
5: nowhere has scored the fastest hundred in World Cup history. That's
4: it. The West Indies have retained the title. Smith
5: and Watson embrace Australia have emphatically won their fifth World Cup by seven wickets. Hello and welcome to the TMS podcast. I'm Simon Mann in Cardiff, and coming up we'll have reaction to Sri Lanka's narrow 34-run win over Afghanistan. We'll ask whether Dale Steyn has played his last international match after being ruled out of the World Cup through injury. India finally prepare to come to the party, and Chris Wokes and Mark Wood discuss in depth the final points of life as an
3: international cricketer. Mint beat. Who says beat? Storks. It's got me Storks,
5: eh? <laughs> Available every day during the Cricket World Cup. This is the TMS podcast from BBC Radio Five Live. So. Sri Lanka have won their first match of this World Cup by 34 runs on the Duckworth-Lewis-Stern method. Low-scoring game, bowled out for 201 and Afghanistan bowled out for 152. We've had rain, but we've got through. It's great that the World Cup yet to be besmirched by rain. Ultimately, we had rain today, but we managed to get through to a, a positive conclusion. Jeremy Coney... Watched the game alongside me and Mel Jones as well. I posed the question at the start, Jeremy. Was this the two sides fighting over the wooden spoon or trying to avoid the wooden spoon? Uh, at times today, I mean, it wasn't sort of high grade cricket, but it was for the most part riveting cricket, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think that's fair.
6: It, it, it maintained interest right throughout the game. Yes, you're right, it was a bit of an arm wrestle. On who would lose and who would win. And there was an element of here, we're not playing very well, you have a go. No, no, now we'll come back, now it's our turn. And that, that's what kept the interest ultimately. Um, a low, quite a low scoring match, really. Uh, lots of mistakes, as you say, lots of wides, uh, lots of well, catches were dropped, the bowling was erratic at times. But putting all that to one side, it actually became quite a close contest. Uh, I thought that the uh, the Afghanistan side had a good toss to win uh, in decent conditions to bowl. Their seamers let them down, spinners had to bring it back and then suddenly a storm of wickets from... From Nabi brought them back into the game, and from then on, from that sort of midpoint, it was Afghanistan p- pushing and pushing and pushing, and Sri Lanka, oh, no, don't get us out so quickly. We don't want to lose this. And, and a total in the end of 201 by uh, by Sri Lanka. It wasn't a big total, and there was a chance, and I think Duckworth Lewis kind of helped them was, as well a little bit uh, when it was reduced to 187. And from there on... Um, It looked for a while with the start, and two stellar starts today from both opening batting partnerships, uh, it looked for a while as if uh, uh, Afghanistan were going to be fine. They were were pushing hard, they were playing the big shots. But in the end, I think the canny kind of seamers, I think the seamers were better for Sri Lanka today than their counterparts. And that might have told in the end, just that continual, just a little bit of nibble and a bit up and down, was too much for the Afghanistan side.
5: Mel, was this a big opportunity missed by Afghanistan or... or the conditions meant, and Jeremy was talking about the the pace bowling of Sri Lanka, did it meant it was always going to be quite tough for them to get
2: 187? They'll be thinking there's an opportunity missed, but I think this is one of the reasons why we're not speaking about Afghanistan and Sri Lanka in terms of pushing up to being in the semi-finals at the end of this tournament because they're two teams at the moment and I only say at the moment because they've both got the capabilities of continuing their development or coming back to um, playing up in, in World Cup finals like Sri Lanka have done in the past. They don't have the capabilities to have sustained pressure on the opposition. And so when you know that's going to happen and you've got two teams like that, you're going to get a seesawing kind of game. I mean, you get a seesawing kind of game like that, then you're hoping that within your team setup, you've got some experience and to put their hands up at certain times. not saying that Pradeep's got the experience, but he put his hand up, he got an opportunity, he was the only change in the game, he came in and bowled well. And then when you're sort of just getting ahead of the game, you can throw the ball to someone like Malinga when you're bowling towards the tail. You always felt as if Sri Lanka probably had control of it at the back end. But it was one of those games that I think both teams will say if we can look at... The periods of time in which we can control the game and figure out why we lost that control and extend that for certain, you know, for another five or seven overs and keep chipping away at extending that longer and longer periods throughout this tournament, there'll be a little bit of a handful for opposition. What about Sri Lanka's batting? I mean, they were bounding over the hill at one stage. It was
5: remarkable, really, their collapse. Uh, you know, if you're the batting coach of, of Sri Lanka, what are you thinking this evening?
6: Well, you're thinking there's a lot of work to be done, I think. Um, Pereira has shown his ability to hit the ball in both games we've seen against New Zealand. He was the only man who really looked to be relaxed and playing a few... It reminds me of Ja actually, that kind of bottom-hand grip. Even and, the way he runs between the
2: wickets, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
6: <laughs> just, just that, those big cuts and the big drives over sort of cover area. Very powerful puts the foot down early for his team and allows someone like Karuna Ratna to just play around him. Uh, So that's quite a nice little opening partnership, I think. But they've got to get more from someone like Matthews. I think they've got another opener there, Aviska Fernando, who they could bring up into number three, I think, uh, and and sort of shear that up, that little part. So they're not losing quite so many wickets early on. Okay, they didn't lose them today early on, but suddenly they fell in a heap. They are not being able to get established and get a partnership and continue those partnerships, so that you're always getting 25 or 30. They just they're not getting there, so they're not going to be competitive until they get more runs. You cannot get away with getting 200 in those sort of games. You can't. It's not going to be competitive. No, you you can probably do it against Afghanistan, but you can't yeah, but do who it against else? anywhere else.
2: Yeah, mm. yeah. And the, the trouble for them as well is when you look at the line in which Afghanistan bowled particularly early it was a very leg line so they got away with quite a few uh, shots early doors which got them into their innings now all of a sudden when they, they're coming up a team like India or England they're not going to get that, that sort of you know leeway by any stretch of the imagination so they're going to have to find another way. They went from 144 for 1 to 149
5: for 5. And then, you know, suddenly Afghanistan sensed they were in the game. We often talk about the man of the match. What about the moment of the match? I, I suggest that Tisra Perez Paris catch. catch on yeah. The, on <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. He got rid of Hazratullah Zazai for 30. Well, Hazratullah came out and played lots of shots. I mean, it's... It's exciting, it's unorthodox. I mean, it's, it's not the sort of cricket we're used to, in a, in a strange way. It, it sort of feels a bit like hoiking and slogging and heaving. Um, but if you let him get away, he could, he could have just destroyed that target and Pereira swooping on that fine leg boundary. Uh, you know, they say catches win matches. Did that catch win the match?
6: Well, it was certainly going, until that catch, it was going Afghanistan's way for a while. While Hazretullah was there and hitting the way that he was, he was always going to be a danger. Uh, he sort of followed the ball. It was a short ball, wasn't it? And he followed it round and it went to the left of Pereira and he's right-handed bowler. So he went to the left and low down as he was moving uh, and an excellent two-hand. He got two hands to it and a good catch, very good outfield catch. So, yeah, it
5: has to be for me to get rid of the key man who's going well at the time. The next matches for them... Sri Lanka play against Pakistan in Bristol on th- Friday, weather permitting, and the forecast is not good at the moment, and then Afghanistan go to Taunton to play against uh, New Zealand. From what you've seen today, Mel and Jeremy, with w- both these teams in the competition, did you just sense it's going to be pretty
2: tough for them? It is, but y- you almost you hope that the weather holds in Bristol because after a win, what you want to do is just keep playing. You want to get have the opportunity of actually putting the good things that you did back into play and then sort of keep tweaking and refining things as you're going along. The last thing they need is a little bit of a hurdle of, you know, having a washed out game and then having to try and restart again. So and they've played Pakistan, you know, on numerous occasions in terms of Asia Cup and and the likes as well, so they know them pretty well. So for Sri Lanka's um, you know, advancement into this tournament. I really hope they get the, the full game and some good weather so that they can, uh, you know, put their best foot forward again. Uh, then, yeah, look, it's going to be tough for Afghanistan each, each and every game from, from here on in. But uh, I think, again, even though it was a, a comprehensive loss against Australia and a tight one here today, you still sense as if they're just putting in the in their file all these little good moments and hopefully they can put it together in one, one game coming forward. I think they're going to struggle, to be really
6: honest. Um, I, I don't th- well, there's spinning ranks. I don't know whether we've only saw one over of spin today, and not very many about the same against New Zealand. Um, I think they are going to struggle, but I mean that's not to say that they can't improve. Of course, you're always aiming for that. I th- they've got to address, as he mentioned, their batting. They had they had the luck of that it was actually also a second game on this ground. I do think that helps. Uh, they had seen the pitch. They knew how it was going to behave. They did include the extra seamer, and that did make a difference. He took four wickets as it happened, but they had enough seamers to see their way through in the difficulties. I don't know whether that would have happened if they had just kept their spinners operating. So that was important. And you know the angles in the ground, and you've got the chain. You know with the changing, You're already set up. That whole thing of knowing what's the, what it's like in the conditions does help a little bit. So I think, but
5: as far as the rest of the things, I, I do think they're going to just struggle. Do you think Sri Lanka or Afghanistan are going to win an, a match or another
2: match in this World Cup? <laughs> Put you on the spot there, Mel. No <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, anything's possible. and Particularly with, with weather around and all of a sudden, you know, a variety of different um, conditions and, and situations like that. If it's a full, you know, bright, sunny day and, you know, Everything's, everything's going well. I think it's going to be tough for, for both sides.
6: Yeah, I, I, strangely enough, it'll sound a bit weird, but I can sort of see Afghanistan winning the game somewhere. Uh, if these pitches change and get a little drier and they're reused pitches. I think that they're spinners, which they didn't get much turn today from the surface, but I think if they do, they're going to be a different team to play. Can they get enough runs
5: is always the question.
3: From BBC Radio 5 Live,
5: this is the TMS podcast at the Cricket World Cup. In a short while, we'll talk about India, who are finally about to play their first World Cup match, but before that, throughout this World Cup on this podcast, we'll have various features with the England team. If there's anything you'd like to hear, send us an email, tms at bbc.co.uk. Put podcast in the title. Today, we've asked Chris Wokes and Mark Wood to see if they can identify old tweets from their England teammates.
3: Right. So, uh, hang on, let's just come, come. it's definitely one of the 15. Yeah, because otherwise I might miss miss one.
1: Prepping the laptop for a trip to India. Football manager, gossip girl and homeland all on. Any other suggestions?
3: So who's into the football manager? Could be Dorse. Football is he manager. a gossip girl, man? Though I'm just trying ones. to think, who's football manager? Who's like proper into the football manager? Joss. He loves his footy, but is he a football gossip manager? girl? Yeah, I've never been. I'm going Dorse. All right, is Liam it? Dawson. Yeah, I'll back you. I'll back you. We'll see who it is.
1: Joss Butler. Who is it? Joss Butler. Spirit. It. It. It well.
3: That's bad mean, for me. No, Sorry, right. we can only get better.
1: Actually enjoys a Bieber song as long as you love me. Mint beat. Hashtag tune. Hashtag not a mm. believer.
3: Mint. Well, mint is something mint. that I do. I don't think I said that though. Stokesy? Mint beat. Who says beat? Stokes. It's got to be Stokes, it? Mint. Mint's a jory thing. Turn not a believer. Should we go Stokes? I'm going to go Stokes. Ben Stokes.
1: Ben Stokes,
3: yes. <laughs> mint gave it away, didn't it? I'm not a Bieber man. I'm more of like 1980s yeah. rock stuff. what we got next
1: Clowns only starting to realise Bieber is a boss after his new album. Always been a knicker. With flare ink, just an all-round chap, really.
3: <laughs> with <laughs> flare ink, you know who I reckon that might be. That could be Joff. I thought TC. I'm just thinking of the language used. It's Gamma Joff. I'm Joff or a... TC? He's over there. TC? Would you see a You're flare a belie- ink? You're a believer Are you
1: a believer fan? You
3: a believer? TC. I mean, it is. Should we go TC? TC, yeah.
1: Tom Current. Tom, Tom Curran! <laughs> <laughs>
3: Love that. Love that. Right. Oh, God, this has got to be you.
1: Three cups of tea and a full packet of chocolate hobnobs. Hashtag easily pleased.
3: See, that, that sounds very much like me, but yeah. I can't remember writing that on Twitter. Chris Walks loves a chocolate digestive fact. That's why I'm worried about his hobnobs. It's not my yeah, go-to. hobnobs, isn't it? You know, Do you know who that could be? Morgs. Morgs, a big tea drinker. He loves a good yep. tea. I, Captain. I, like it.
1: I like it. Owen Morgan. Morgan. Owen Morgan. Owen yes. yes. <laughs> well, Morgan. We, we just slid so you we... at the start. We're we, ready. Know. we
3: know.
1: Any tips to help the Tash to stop itching?
3: Has anyone done Any like um, more Vemba? Bairstow? Ber- Bairstow has a good show. Anyone else? He loves a question on Twitter, Twitter as well. Mm. <laughs> Plunk it? He's got a thick beard. Pudsy ain't going to say that. All right. Johnny Bairstow. Johnny
1: Bairstow. Johnny, Berstow. Johnny Berstow. Yes. Not at all a big issue in my life, but Australia has terrible Wi-Fi. You said see I the start I was of getting,
3: this, you know this. Yeah, but I was—if it's someone from this 15, I don't know it. But I, would, I was adamant that was Stuart abroad. That's something that Brody yeah, would say. say. Yeah, I love how they've put at the start not at all a big issue in my life, so they didn't get hammered on Twitter. Yeah. I think Root. Do we you? haven't had Root yet. Uh, yeah, it could be. I hope it's not me. Well, it could <laughs> be. Is it you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to oh. be you now. <laughs>
1: I don't think it is. I
3: hope it's not. Right. check. Root. Root. Liam Plunkett. Plunkett. Nah, nah.
1: Arrived at the hotel for a bit of food, but an English breakfast is twenty-two pounds. Absolute jokers. Two pounds bacon baguette tastes better anyway. Hashtag cafe brekky.
3: Absolute jokers. That is got to be it's a Yorkshire. That's, That's Yorkshire, be a Yorkshire written York. all over that. Root. Now not dash door. It's got to be I best. Jokers? Absolute jokers. Who says jokers? Best or? Jason Roy. Jason Roy? 7th of October, 2011. It's a long time ago. 22 quid. It's before he played for England, did not it? He? Yeah. He's not worried about yeah. the cash in. Yeah.
1: How good is Friends? Never fails to make you laugh. Think it's down to Chandler, though. We've got
3: a few friends. You? Nah, you're friends, man. I, I do like friends, but Chandler's not my favourite. More of a Joey and Ross kind of guy. The Root could be Punkit yeah huh? that's cool
1: Chris Wokes Chris Wokes Chris Wokes uh, you know what Chandler. I hate <laughs> friends as well now
3: I don't know I genuinely don't remember doing that Chadler are you Chadler yeah I'm a big Chandler fan actually yeah. alright sarcasm 29th of June could 2011 could be any happier 2011, right 2011 mate tell me that
1: very much enjoying university challenge if I answer one right I feel an incredible sense of achievement truly spiffing hashtag tally that's <laughs> <laughs> got to be <me> you <laughs> it's me
3: there's <I> <laughs> <laughs> double check yeah Mark Wood spiffing yeah. uh, st- it's a posh word isn't it truly <laughs> spiffing tally ho I also put one out about whistling the theme tune really yeah I'm uh, didn't have me down as a friend's man yeah I, Yeah, I'm disappointed with that. I'm going to have to delete that tweet. Could he be any more upset right now? (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, lads. The TMS
5: Podcast at the Cricket World Cup. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. You can watch that video on the BBC Sport website and app where you can also see match highlights throughout the tournament. Thank you to everyone who emailed in about the argument between Fazia Mohammed and Graham Swan on yesterday's podcast on man-cadding. It seems to be the most divisive issue in the country at the moment. We've also been asking about where people are listening. George Walsh says, I'm listening from Nakhon Pathom in Thailand, one of the oldest cities here, and where Buddhism is purported to have taken root. Among other things, it is home to the country's largest chedi. What's that, you say? Well, it's a bell-shaped pagoda. Freddie Eggleton, he's listening in a stuffy
6: hostel room in Hoi An, Vietnam. He's got his headphones on, aggers, dulcet tones, are keeping the surrounding snores out of earshot.
2: Well, he hasn't mentioned you, Jeremy. No, he hasn't. And? And well done to William Folds horn. He was born and raised. Hall. Ha-ha-ha. Horn. Horn. Where did I get horn from? And well done to William Fould... <laughs> Okay, we need to go. We need to get out of here. (laughs) And well done to William Folds Hall. Born and raised in Zimbabwe, lived in South Africa and Yorkshire, where my introduction to God's own country cricket was very good. My bed sit window overlooked. Headingley Ground. I retired from the West Yorkshire Police to live in the USA with my American wife. He's been around the world. We live on the road in a motorhome, travelling the US working in campgrounds. I listen to your podcast while I work as a janitor in a nudist camp in North Florida. Well, there you go. I don't know where this is going. Please keep those coming in, TMS. Put podcast in the title.
5: Are these real? Are these are these people real? Are they, or are they just... Um... Having a laugh. Do do you think people are just pretending? I went, I listened to your I, I, I'm janitor and nudist camp. Do you think? Do you think? I I'm not sure that's right. I think I think that's. No, I don't want to ask him for photograph it. From BBC Radio 5 Live, this is the TMS Podcast at the Cricket World Cup. So India are finally starting in this World Cup. They're playing South Africa, who are right up against it after two defeats so far. And we've got the news that Dale Stane has been ruled out of the World Cup with a shoulder injury. He's been ruled out of bowling for the foreseeable future. Buren Hendricks has come in as a replacement for him. Let's speak to... Uh, Natalie Jamanos now, who's been with us uh, during this World Cup so far, and Indian commentator Prakash Wakang who joins us in this World Cup for the first time, just arrived. And of course, it's it's raining. Uh, that's uh, good to see, you, uh, Prakash. Now, um, you'd be actually, Prakash, just start you first. You've been speaking to um, Stain this morning,
0: haven't I mean, you? You bumped into him? Yes, I I ran into him. Simon, hi. Uh, good good to hear you. Uh, Yes, I did run into him just at the reception of the uh, hotel downstairs uh, and uh, had a little chat with him um, and then said to him that, you know, for all of us uh, cricket lovers it's going to be a a real disappointment not to see him play and hope that he get back soon. His spirit seemed pretty high. He said, that's the way the last two and a half years have been. So I'm thanking myself for every game I get. Uh, David Miller was with him and he said, don't worry, uh, he'll be back soon. But clearly a huge blow for, uh, for South Africa, isn't it? Well, in, indeed, although he hasn't played uh, so far. Uh,
5: Natalie, I mean, just put this in context for South Africa. I mean, he's had this injury for a while. He's, he's not been as effective, of course, in the last couple of years as we've seen him in the past. You know, he's an absolute champion of the game. So put this in perspective as far as South Africa's World Cup is concerned.
4: Well, I think the thing that South Africa will be really concerned about is that Plan A was basically made around three bowlers. And those three bowlers, Kahisa Robara, Lungi Ngiri, and Dale Stein was basically the plan for South Africa. Otis Gibson has said for a long time that he wants a team that's going to have a very strong bowling lineup and make it difficult for opposition batters, and then obviously make it easier for the South African batters then to either knock off the score or have something that they've got to defend. So he, he's made no qualms about the fact that they want South Africa to have a very strong bowling lineup, and their plans have basically been around Dale Steyn, Rabada, and Ngiri. Unfortunately, because of a result of constant injuries, whether it be to Gilly or stain or possibly even Rabada, they've had a situation where in the one-day internationals these three have only ever played together three times. So it, it is a little bit of a problem for South Africa because now plan A, their major plan, hasn't worked. They've got to now go on to plan B and, and with Ngidi's injury you might even say they're on plan C or plan D. So that it does put a massive dent into their World Cup hopes. Obviously the fact that they lost the first two games doesn't help either. Um, but I think Dale stain if you, if you look at him since he's come back from injury, he's still bowled at good pace. He's still been able to swing the ball. He didn't change his action much, which is incredible considering the injury. It's just unfortunate that he's now had a reoccurrence and he hasn't been able to, to keep his fitness up for as long as he's wanted to.
5: Yeah, I saw a, a tweet from Faf Du Plessis which said, you know, if Dale Steyn hadn't gone to the IPL, who knows how it could have been uh, today. He, he, he did pick up the injury, you know, the reoccurrence of the injury, during the IPL, but then I suppose that's the other thing for South African cricket, is they, they're drawn to go and play in the IPL. I mean, Du Plessis, for example, played you know, a full part in, in the IPL himself. I mean, there's so much money on offer, it is impossible to resist.
4: It is impossible to resist and it's impossible for Cricket South Africa then to say to their players also, you cannot go because Cricket South Africa cannot make up that compensation. But also Dale Stane went and played two matches bowled eight overs. That's not even a full quota of an ODI um, game that he might have played. So that injury was obviously there waiting to flare up. So let's say he didn't go to the IPL, that injury might have shown in the first or second game possibly in the World Cup anyway. And then he would have had to go home so uh, it might not have made a difference it might have made a difference we'll never know of course but you just you can't say to the players I'm sorry you cannot go to the IPL because Cricket South Africa cannot make that compensation.
0: At the press conference uh, this afternoon uh, what was explained was that the specific injury that has caused the decision to be taken to uh, let Dale Steyn go back home is in fact uh, and I don't know the technicalities, but it's apparently to do with a different part of the shoulder, and therefore it's an injury which uh, has f- sort of been spotted or or came up to the fore during this uh, build up to the to getting him fully fit. So going with Natalie's point, it's one of those things. Would it have made a difference? Would it have not? He bowled brilliantly those eight overs that he did uh, and and it's just unfortunate, I think, for South Africa that uh, they are not going to be they're going to be without their star bowler. I mean, there must be a concern, uh, Natalie,
5: that, that Stain is moving towards the end of his career. At uh, 35 years of age, he's had you know, persistent problems uh, of late. Um, I mean, you'd think it's almost certainly his, his last uh, World Cup. What about his future?
4: Yeah, well, this is the concern for South Africa, obviously, is now looking forward. How do you move forward from here? Because he's taken a couple of years to get back on the park and he worked really hard at it. And he deserved to be back on the park because he was bowling fit and ready. He did, unfortunately, suffer and bruised heel um, not that long ago either, which kept him out of a few games as well. But that's going to happen whether you've got the shoulder injury or not. That's not unusual for a fast bowler. Um, So now from South Africa's point of view, what what do they do? Obviously, from his personal capacity, he has every right to go back, recover, do what he can do to get himself back on the park. He has said he wants to play 100 test matches. He's seven short of that whether or not he'll get there, we don't know but he has every right to go back, put the training in and if he gets selected he gets selected. But South Africa have to look at this obviously now as if to say well he's 35 years of age, how long will it take him to recover? They've got a couple of really big series coming up got England at home, they're going to India, it's, it's a massive series that they've got coming up. So question is, do you move on and say, well, that's the end of Dale Steyn, or do you give him the opportunity to come back on the park? And it's a a very difficult balance for South Africa. Mm.
5: Well, they've had to move on today. Buren Hendricks has been called. He's only played a couple of one-day internationals. Tell us a bit about him.
4: Yeah, he's not. he hasn't played a lot, but he did make his T20 international debut a little while back, and he's done really well in the T20 format. He's picked up 16 records in the 10 matches that he's played, and he averages under 20 with the ball. He's a left-armer, so it does give South Africa a little bit of variation. He can move the ball around, and he can also bowl at a decent pace as well. So, I think from South Africa's point of view, it gives him a little bit of variation, but of course, he is light on international game time, and it might work in South Africa's favour, in that he comes in, he's unscathed and he's able to put out his best performances. He was with the squad for the Pakistan series recently where he made his one-day international debut, played a couple of games there and then with the T20 international squad as well. So I think South Africa will be hoping the fact that he's been there with the squad, it'll help relax a little bit of nerves as much as possible and he can just come in and just do do what he does well, which is bowl pretty quickly and obviously give South Africa a bit of variation.
5: Well a big game for South Africa against India, uh, Prakash, uh, late coming to the party. in India, better just explain. That. A lot of people are saying, you know, why are India uh, playing their first
0: match and South Africa playing their third match? <laughs> I wish I knew. Um, I suspect, and this is just uh, my own uh, sort of analysis of it, is that the uh, tomorrow is a holiday in India. It's the Eid holiday. And maybe they just wanted to make sure that India's first game was also on a holiday so they get a good television audience. But this is this is just my thinking. Um, India, of course, Virat Kohli today, a typical Virat in his press conference, just saying it's another international game. But I do suspect he will want to get off to a good start, won't he?
5: Well, absolutely. I mean, what we heard was that India asked for their entry into the World Cup to be delayed so that players could recover off the back of the, of the
0: IPL. <laughs> um, you, you're not so sure about that? Well, you know, everything is possible. But where India are concerned, there's always some sort of a, uh, a theory, isn't it, of, of either someone plotting this or that. And uh, I doubt it. I, I, I've always said, Sam, and you know me, uh, that, you know, there is a certain amount of cloud, but I don't think they can uh, go out and fix uh, when they want the World Cup games to be scheduled just because they want some rest from the IPL. They, that choice is always with them.
5: OK, well, they haven't played for eight days. Uh, they played here, actually, in Cardiff eight days ago against Bangladesh. Uh, they, they did OK. I mean, Dhoni uh, batted really well. They struggled at the top of the order. Um, in what sort of shape are India uh, going into this opening World Cup match, indeed going into the World Cup itself?
0: Well, from what I can see, and uh, haven't really had a lot of time, as you know, just got in this afternoon. I'll catch up this evening with a couple of them. But, uh, you know, given the Ravi Shastri-Virat Kohli combo, you know there's a lot of bluster going into everything, right? There's a lot of rah-rah, there's a lot of confidence. And yet, uh, at the Oval against New Zealand, a little bit of nip around and you saw what happened. So they'll be conscious of that. Uh, they will know that uh, if conditions overhead in particular are uh, not to their liking, they'll need to buckle down and, and wait for uh, wait for things to change. Uh, I don't think they are in uh, in the sort of best frame of mind from the perspective of uh, seeing the way the other teams have played, knowing the upsets that have already occurred. They will be, I think, cautiously optimistic going into this first game. Where are their vulnerabilities, do you think? Well, we've, we've seen that, haven't we? Uh, every time England, India have come to England and played in Liberladova's competition, the top three have performed so well that the middle order has never really been tested. And yet when it has, uh, they haven't always come up with the goods. So I think the the slot starting from number four, Rahul did get runs in Cardiff, so maybe that's uh, his for a little while. But after that, uh, it often boils down to Dhoni, and we saw in the one-day series that India played against England not so long back here that uh, it, it does get them bogged down a little bit. Uh, they've got Dinesh Karthik around. They've got Vijay Shankar. Kedar Jadav is coming off an injury. so And, of course, Hardik Pandya is, is somebody that they will count on with some late support from Jadeja. So on paper, as always, look very solid. But I suspect that unless they get off to good starts, uh, they might just struggle in the middle order. Mm. Now, we all
5: did our tips, uh, Prakash, uh, for the BBC Sport website, about who we thought would reach the last uh, four of the World Cup and indeed go on and win the competition. Just remind me what you came up
0: with. (laughs) Well, I said it's England's World Cup to lose. Uh, very clearly Um, you know there's no doubt I in my mind that they are the best equipped uh, probably the best side in terms of depth variety skill and confidence Um, and if they can uh, just live up to that and play to their skill yesterday's game notwithstanding uh, I see no reason that uh, England shouldn't be lifting the cup uh, at at Lords uh, in the middle of July Uh, the other three teams to my mind um, are clearly are going to be Australia India and a toss-up between Pakistan and the West Indies.
5: Mm, well, it, uh, it, it's, it's fascinatingly open after what's happened so far. Natalie, do you, do you think this is quite a good game for South Africa in a way? That, uh, no one's expecting uh, very much for them, or is it, does it really feel so crucial now they're going to be under tremendous pressure in Southampton?
4: I'm hoping that it's going to be the former in the sense of how they go about the game and how they sort of look at it, as if to say... This is the type of game we must just go out there, play our best, enjoy ourselves, put put everything out there and don't worry about the results. If they played like that, I think South Africa could of something that might be quite special and maybe in a way pull off an upset because I think obviously men are, many are expecting India to win tomorrow um, but from South Africa's point of view having a few new personnel in they've got to find a way to sort of um, see if they can manage that and it puts a lot of pressure obviously on du Plessis. he's got to find a way to, to manage the players that are coming in and out, the injuries um, how he's going to sort of manage his own game plans as well are they going to go in with two spinners or not is the question and I think maybe that might be the way to go if they throw caution to the wind and just say, all right, well, let's just play, I think they've got a real chance. But it is is—it is going to take something pretty special because there's no doubt that they must be feeling pretty low with regards to the results that's happened, but also the injuries as well, because it's not just Dale Steyn. It's also Lungi Ngiri and, and Hashim Amla as well. So it's a concern for South Africa. But if they just uh, relax and play, it might be something special and hopefully a really good game.
5: Yeah. I'm... <laughs> You feel, I mean, the logic tells you that a team that's already played two matches, I know they've, they've lost them, but are going to be just a bit more on their game than the team that is just coming fresh into the tournament?
4: I, I would think so, yes, because many will say to you, all right, well, the warm-up games, they they are important to get um, an idea of the conditions, that type of thing, but many will also tell you, because it's it's so different in that all your 15 can play, all, all your 15 can come in as a substitute, some can bat, some, some are there just to bowl, it's different. It's not the same as being out there for a one-day international. So sometimes people will say to the warm-up games don't necessarily matter too much. And then having that long break that India have had, it might disrupt their momentum just a little bit. Obviously, they might be 100% fresh and be ready. But I think South Africa, they've had a measure of, of their team, of who is at what stage, what form they're in. Um, also, as to what roles everybody should be playing. And if they're clear on that, they should be using the two games that they've had as experience to their advantage.
5: Yeah, indeed. And um, one thing, uh, Prakash, just finally, uh, one thing, of course, uh, what South Africa uh, probably hadn't come up against uh, in such an intense way so far is is the level of support that India going to get. I just thought watching that uh, Pakistan-England game yesterday, uh, we we didn't see... Uh, much Pakistan support in the one-day series, but it was there yesterday, and they they fed off that. And of course, wherever India go, especially in the UK, wherever they go overseas, especially in the in the UK, there are going to be thousands of supporters uh, backing them. So there's that. You know, you're playing against Indian, you're almost
0: playing against the crowd as well. That's absolutely right, uh, Simon, and and it's unbelievable. I mean, just coming in on the flight from uh, Mumbai, uh, there were there were lots of people on that flight as well. Uh, here in the UK, of course, lots of support. And it's it's manic. I mean, the the kind of prices that people have been talking about, tickets, and and the way and the efforts and the plans they've made from all the way from the United States, all the way across to the Caribbean, and from New Zealand and South Australia. It's it's a it's going to be an absolute sea of blue, I reckon, here in Southampton. Uh, Basingstoke, of course, is an area where there is a fairly large Indian community. But then where is a place in the world that there isn't? So you're right that there will be a lot of support for India. Uh, the important thing is the 11 in the park have to perform, don't they?
5: OK, Prakash, Natalie, thanks very much. We look forward to India finally joining the party.
3: Hello, this is Yamara Mark Wood. Thanks for listening to the TMS podcast at the Cricket World Cup. There'll be new episodes each day through the tournament, so make sure you subscribe via your usual podcast app or via BBC Sounds where you can also hear commentary of every ball of the tournament. You can also email the team on tms at bbc.co.uk put podcast in the title. All right, see you later.